1: Welcome to the IGN UK podcast. Now. My name is Gavin Murphy. <laughs> I was going to say now, not in video. Now, not in video. Uh, yeah, we're not doing this on video anymore because nobody watched it, really. Um, and it, we can put a lot more effort into the audio version by doing stuff like this. Right, Dale, when I say this, make our voice like go round the room. Yeah. Right? Like we're in like a big uh, orchestra pit. <laughs> Fly okay?
2: between each side of the headphones. He's literally shaking right, his Ready, Dale? Ready, Dale? Nah. This...
0: You sounded like a dying dog
2: Good
1: job, Dale It's like the BBC Radiophonic Workshop in (laughs) Dale's head
0: Look at all these audio jokes we're now pumping out This is what we were missing out on Mm. when we were a video medium
1: Uh, Yeah, so we've got Joe Scrubbles Hello And Alicia Judge Hello Coming in um, Coming in? All right you said that as if we have a guest yeah. coming in. Coming in, we've got uh, an email from Darren Gutteridge. So, yeah, there we go. Yeah, oh, um, it
0: genuinely? That's what, a good... Darren Gutteridge. His name, I yeah. enjoy that name. Sounds yeah, yeah. Dickensian.
1: Um, it does. Come, that's coming up later in the show.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's, so you've just been to America and all yeah. their podcasts do a thing where they announce everything <laughs> they're going to talk about at the top of the show. because
1: everything they do is so, like, professional. I know.
0: Um, and that, it's so weird. And then you guys completely messed up the formula I, on I, Beyond. Like, they, they have this professional thing that's like a joke where they go beyond 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 before they start and yeah. you went on it and
2: completely did not go along with it. Also my favorite thing about that show you everyone should watch it. No don't because not only does Gav look visibly hungover there's a there's He's physically incapable of not swearing. Like, they don't swear yes. on that podcast. Yeah. And like, Gav says fucking as um.
0: So, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, fucking. Oh, yeah, like, I was bad, talking it's yeah.
1: Brilliant. Uh, to so be fair, good. though, on I also went on Nintendo voice chat you and I didn't good. swear once.
0: That's really. I don't even think I, I, think I said impressive. shit.
1: I know, like, we shouldn't celebrate
2: that, but that's fucking hard, man. My favorite thing about the Nintendo <laughs> voice chat, which I've also watched, oh, is no. that we talk. You oh, sorry, you and Cooper talk about going to the Switch Hands-On event. Yeah, you constantly refer to me and Joe did something, but you yeah. never say who I am. So it sounds like you were on a date. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, me and Joe played Superclips. It was lovely. Wait, it, was such it wasn't a, nice on a time. date.
1: Well, I mean, it was. What do you mean it wasn't a date? I mean, I treat it that way. Did I just—it oh. was never au- audibly said. Uh, yeah, so I was on Beyond and Nintendo Voice Chat, and they do it in the same set, which is like a long, nice table, not like this fucking bullshit table that we've got. Like, <sighs> wobbles. They
0: can't see the um, table. They can't see, see the table if anymore. It's that's a why. Table, that's they why might we stopped. Us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this amazing table. It's amazing. Um, but also, like, they sit like two, then one on each side. Yeah. And like, I don't think that's good. Because Go we've on. got a circular table, so everyone is like, we like we're like each we're other.
0: basically King Arthur, Lancelot yeah. a lot, and Percival.
1: But with it, like I couldn't, and then but they also address the camera as well. So I couldn't, like I actually couldn't find a position where I was comfortable. It's also <laughs> and it's visibly so, and it's also I like, look so fucking uncomfortable.
2: You, it's a strange chair you're on as well, though, isn't it? It was it like it's a little similar. stool. No, no,
1: no! Oh, you just made it look I like just Steve. made it look really <laughs> horrible. Because also, as well, like I'm a like a chubby guy, so I don't want to sit side on. Uh, that's I not got a good side profile. I'm so glad that we've we've
2: not got yeah. uh, video anymore. Because yeah. I always sit on the side, and I hate how my face profile also, looks. I yeah. look like a weird also. obelisk
0: on our video thing it kind of worked in the same way you know in the Lord of the Rings films nope. they they had uh, the Hobbits and Gandalf and sometimes they oh, know, right, so yeah, Ian McKellen yeah. was like oh like 30 the, feet back yeah so yeah. Ian McKellen would be nearer the camera and then Elijah oh, sorry, yeah, would be yeah, further yeah. away yeah. it was exactly like that with whoever sat in the host chair yeah. looked tiny and the people on the fringes looked like double their size but also that wouldn't
1: have helped like today because I would have been in the host chair you two would be like two gigantos like, <laughs> that- like you're both taller <laughs> than me anyway without the fucking Mirror thing that Lord of the Rings is doing. Like I look tiny, but the reason I have to sit in the middle is because I look less fat from the middle than I do from the side. Um, but yeah, there we are. Um, I was going to talk about one thing actually before we go into the cool shit that we've done because okay. I think this is a genuine thing because well I didn't I thought it was just me that was doing it, but like I tweeted last night that like I've got like a, a shame pile of films, games, and TV like that I should be working my way through because I work in this. Industry, and it's just like nice to see new things. And I've got all these cool shit. But like, I'm re-watching Mad Men for like a fourth time. You know what I did last
2: night? What? I watched five episodes of Game of Thrones season one because I've, <laughs> which I've watched twice before. Yeah. I've never watched past season one of Game of Thrones. We've talked yeah. about this loads. Just because yeah, I've read yeah. all the books and I don't really care. But now I've yeah. gone like, oh, if it's gone past the books, it's all going to be spoiled for me. I might as yeah. well get through it. But I have to rewatch it. So I just sat there. For five hours watching yeah. Game of Thrones and just went. There's the Americans. There's like yeah. so much
1: stuff and I thing, haven't when, seen. Krupa, I, I, Krupa gave me the Americans the other day, so I'm, I'm like five episodes into that and I love it. Yeah. But like, I got home, I was just like, as much as I love the Americans, yeah. it's not as good as Mad Men. Like, I, th- I think like <laughs> yeah. I think Mad Men, The Wire, and Sopranos are like actually untouchable. Like, they are the best TV shows. Like, someone last night was like tweeting me about break, fuck off Breaking Bad like Breaking Bad is an alright show like but it's not like you watch Mad Men you're like that is such it's so smart what it does with characters and there's nothing else like that on telly and there hasn't been since Mad Men finished and I just think I could watch the Americans but I could watch Mad Men again yeah. that's like, like it's for me I
2: think you've got different reasons for me yeah. like half of the stuff I watch is just sort of comfort food yeah. like I've watched all all 11 series of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like right. three or four times. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I just stick it on and do other things and then it, and I just enjoy it or go to Office, sleep watching yeah. it. And like, it's so easy. Yeah. It's just, there's nothing to having that on. Whereas I feel bad not watching things properly.
1: Otherwise. But I, 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 I always felt really, really bad about it. But actually I didn't realise there's quite a lot of people doing it. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like somebody texted me last night and said like, she's literally just been re-watching West Wing for about eight years. Wait, someone saw your tweet and then texted you. Yeah, well,
2: that's unparalleled access. I you know, right? Unbelievable. Too much. You should uh, sell your number like um, certain <laughs> women on the internet sell their Snapchat addresses, <laughs> so that yeah. people can get privileged access to do the. People do that. Oh yes. Do they? What?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> i spent thousands of pounds <laughs> on boobs. But Yeah, I kind of want, Like, I, I kind of feel like because I've recently rewatched Sopranos and I've recently rewatched The Wire in the last year. So I reckon I'll get through Mad Men and then I'm gonna blitz all the new stuff that I haven't watched. No, you're not. I'll just do my. That's edit. not gonna happen. What am I gonna do? You're gonna watch the Sopranos. Go again. back the Sopranos. Although I did just notice that all Sopranos is on. Um, uh, is on Sky Atlantic in HD. So, yeah, very interesting. I indeed. I didn't watch it in HD
2: when I rewatched it. What do you watch? Or are you good about TV?
0: I, Alicia.
2: T- now uh, that we're audio, I have to make clear who I'm
0: talking to. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I tend to watch iPlayer and stuff. Whatever's on most. Really. Popular. Just, just when I'm, if I want something that on in the background, mm. yeah. Like, which I think is what we're talking about. of yeah, What yeah, yeah. we want. Well, something like, mind-numbing and meaningless. I'm not.
1: I'm not watching Man Ben in the background. Oh but it's just there like I don't even have my phone on me when I'm watching Mad Men I'm like concentrating on the episodes do you know how much it costs to make an episode of Mad Men I don't care if I look off that's like 100 grand
0: (laughs) but do you know what like I got to the end of Mad Men I'm still halfway through the final series you know it got to the mid season finale Mm. finished they finished the season and I've just not worked up the energy to go back and finish it and I came that far the ending was in sight and I never made it
2: that's madness
0: so do you just watch
2: whatever's on iPlayer?
0: When I'm getting ready in the morning. Really? I, I either do that or a TED Talk. yeah Bloody hell.
1: To be fair, if I can't sleep, I watch um, a YouTube documentary about snow monkeys, narrated by Liam Neeson. <laughs> so... I get, I get you girl I listen, I listen to true crime podcasts Yeah, I go okay. to sleep
2: to the dulcet tones of an Australian man telling me about murders well
1: I, th- I think it's a good I think it's a good topic though so if you have any feelings on that let us know iGen underscore UK feedback at iGen.com but mm. we've been playing shit mm. and doing shit mm. Alicia yeah what you've been doing shit oh
0: mate I want to tell you about Prey 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 pray, tell Prey hey t- banter
1: very good it was, <laughs> was very good it
0: was very good no on. so I had uh, hands on I played an hour of Prey yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago and Prey is a really interesting one because it basically revolves around the idea of deception and yeah. paranoia
2: before we get into this how much of the opening are we giving away
0: I'm not going to talk about the twist or the narrative okay, cool. right? and some people Twists, have twist in there's, the opening there's a twist, there's a twist within, the within the first motherfucking half motherfucking Columbo hour.
2: style <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, Columbo
2: episodes are only half an hour long. You don't need to be a twist during the first half hour.
0: <laughs> and, like, the thing is, the thing is, there are genuinely other outlets that are saying exactly what happens in detail. Really? Um, and, and, like, which is fair. You know, you can find Fuck the answer it. if you want. But I think wow, for, the, for the purposes of this podcast... Let's
2: blacklist them. Our preview has... <laughs> three separate points to stop reading, like gradations of really? spoiler. Yeah. Because really good. Because, Don't to get that shit <laughs> on Eurogamer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the preview that Joe wrote, it was a good preview. No, no, no you didn't. What am I on about? You Ryan did the Horizon. I'm thinking Horizon yeah. preview. Um, I'll take but, it. <laughs> you'll take that. But no, like... So the beginning of the game, with no spoilers, it sets up this idea that you absolutely cannot trust the world around you, both in settings yeah. and in the enemies that you meet. So there's these enemies called Mimics that, whenever yeah. you go into a room, um, the room looks empty, but the minute you walk into the center of it, objects will turn into these shadowy, spidery alien creatures. Like a T one thousand. Basically, but more. Spindly, oh no!
1: Actually, he could only be living stuff sorry
0: and they they kind of launch themselves at your face <coughs> yeah and it, that's part of the fear of it the fear is that you never quite know what the world is going to throw at you next something can look completely safe or ordinary yeah and that sense of constant impending danger when on the surface yeah. it looks all right, he like ah it's a bureau it's genuinely good yeah you look know, no you're like Ah, a freaking coffee cup and you freak out over it. And like, I know that's what I really... The fact that you can't trust the environment around you is a really unique sense of danger. Right, okay. Yeah. Do yeah, they yeah.
2: ever do a thing where if you turn around something might have moved very slightly? Ooh, that's good. I would love that.
0: Um not that I noticed, Right, but like that I'm absolutely out. Right. but then I had an hour of it. You know, and I went I went mm. I kind of scratched the surface of the game. But the thing that I really like is that the mimics, their AI is entirely unscripted. Right. So even the developers.
2: So they're just don't clipping know. through walls. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, yeah. No, it's like like, 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 all, all, that, all that their <laughs> programs. <laughs> to do is uh, go in when they go into a room. They they can take the form of any object, right. pretty much within that room. So even developers, when they're like watching over your shoulder they'll be surprised oh, or they'll be like, nice. they'll be like, oh, we don't know where the enemy's going to be or what they're going to do. And like, sometimes if that's you're, good. if you're hitting, so uh, the bit that I was played, you <laughs> were armed at the beginning with a wrench, very much Bioshock style. Yeah. And I was meleeing uh, an alien and the other alien clue you saw it went, crap, I'm getting out of here and sprinted out the door yeah. and then disappeared. And like the device was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, so now it's gone to hide yeah. from you. And like, just that,
2: the, like, was it a tractor there before?
0: Of that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that unpredictable. This space station's really cool. got
2: a big top in it. I don't know what's going on. I, the, I, did you ever have a point where you were convinced that something was an alien? So you went over and just started like wrenching oh, yeah. the fuck Smashing out of the oh, wardrobe. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not.
0: I genuinely started doing that. I started going into rooms and like, because you also, there was one point so where I, you I picked mad. up a thing. Um, there are, you, you know, you pick up objects. Picked it up, put it in my inventory. It started strangling me, and I died. <laughs> That's really gross. <good. laughs> like, oh, so then That's suddenly genuinely amazing stuff that you want to pick up because it's useful to you. You're like, oh, it might throttle me. There's definitely
2: going to be a bit That's where class. you see a new gun, yeah, <clears throat> and then it's like, yeah, big arms it, come out yeah. of each end. That'd be quite cool.
0: Yeah, and it's attached to your
2: face. They essentially look like the shadow form in Dishonored, don't Yes, they? Like, they do.
0: And there's a lot of this that riffs off of Dishonored. Actually, I kind of want to just set up the, the story. I know we're talking about the mechanics, but yeah. genuinely, I think some people who have watched the trailer are still not 100% sure what the game's about. If you've
2: watched some of the trailers, you've had the twist spoiled for you, which yeah, is quite sad. Yeah. No way. I don't yeah. know
0: what this is. Yeah. Well, Good. okay. Let me let me tell you a story, Gavin. <laughs> let me tell you what the let twist is. Let me tell you a story. The year is yeah. 2032. We're in an alternate reality where Kennedy was never assassinated, Good. because he was never assassinated as president he poured a ton of money into the u.s space program right. so humanity went further into the galaxy than ever, ever before yeah. and they attracted uh, the attention of this alien species called typhon mm. typhon come along and they, these kind of spidery alien race that have loads of powers to them there's a big fight against yeah. uh, humanity and the americans team up with the ussr and imprison these alien creatures on a space station called Talos, which yeah. is orbiting the moon. But rather than just making it like a straight up space Another station, a good old moon prison away from Earth, rather than just like uh, turning it into a prison, they also go, well, let's make this science, let's study these aliens. Yeah. So they study the aliens and their powers and see whether they can pull some of them out of them and through neuroscience put some of the superpowers. Into, into humans. Men. So this is now where you come in. You can play as either a male or female person called Morgan Yu, yeah. who's working alongside a corporation. Let's get it,
1: you. Who like you, like again. you?
0: Hey, I actually hadn't seen that. Well done. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you play as John Everyman.
0: <laughs> it's Morgan Yu. And you're um you're basically working with this corporation to study the aliens. Yeah. But as with all things, something goes a bit wrong on the space station. And Suddenly it's a race against the clock, kind of alien isolation, Ripley style to stop the aliens from getting to Earth. So the premise, actually, when I first heard this premise, I was a bit like, eye roll, come on. We've seen this story so many times of stopping the aliens from getting to Earth. But what makes this such an interesting game to play is that sense that I was talking about of danger and distrust and it, genuinely bethesda's done a really good job at creating this environment because we know they're good at it we know with dishonored dishonored creates well, it's a... arcane
1: rather than bethesda
0: oh, sorry yeah okay but it's published by bethesda yeah. but like bethesda we Bethesda
1: fucking ain't doing anything they're just they put it on money, bags. They're just just like money it. at it bethesda, That's not work. Uh, the bethesda is involved in the production of this game as i am
0: <laughs> that's not true. Well, they so, do a bit more. They're
1: too busy with fucking moral witness uh, uh, <laughs> of
0: But yeah, but that's the publisher. Arcane develop it, and we've seen with Dishonored these huge sprawling worlds. Well, not sprawling worlds, but like these l- sprawling levels where you can. Really get into the nook and cranny of something. We've talked on this podcast before about uh, the Clockwork Mansion, best level ever in Dishonored Two, which is incredible level design where you genuinely want to go into every crawl space and see like the fragments of the characters who inhabit that space. You want to see like the items that have been dropped, how you can the secret areas. And I'm really intrigued by Talos, the the space station. I'm intrigued as as you're going around, you can. Uh, Go into computers and find the passwords of the people who own those computers and read their emails and you can like see what they were up to and what they were working on. And you build this picture of actually what this massive experiment is. Yeah. And I don't know, I think there's there's very I've not seen like the full range of what's available to you. Yeah. I've not i didn't even get on. It was the first hour of the game, I didn't even get on to the superpowers. Yeah. But as a setup of the, the story. I'm intrigued enough. I'm up for it.
2: Do you ever get get that thing where a game, like a tiny bit of meaningless design, for some reason, really works for you? Yeah. Like watching your footage, the one thing that I really liked, and I don't know why, is when you go onto someone's computer, Mm. it just it doesn't do that thing where it zooms in on the screen and the screen fills your screen. Okay. As if you're suddenly in the computer. Yeah. It's just in front of you, and you're like pushing the buttons Yeah, Ooh, so the, yeah. The screen, the camera actually It feels stays. more real. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I like that so much. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. why other... It's probably going to get really annoying because I have to like, push really close to the no, screen. No, it no,
0: didn't, it didn't get annoying to me the whole time that I was playing it. Mm. it. There was something really nice about it because it's just... It doesn't take down that fourth wall that says to you, this is a video game. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly, you're going to faceplant the monitor. Yeah. It, like, keeps it at a distance in the same way in real life. You'd read it from a distance. That's the best yeah. thing in
2: Deus Ex human revolution on wii u like the hacking mini game was all on the gamepad, but the game kept going Mm -hmm. so it meant that you were like hacking and then on the screen looking around being like "Fuck, is anyone coming whilst i'm hacking into this it felt really cool Mm. like that that kind of removing one step
1: really works for me i really want to play it like um i spoke to ryan mccaffrey about it a little bit when we were out there and uh, he said a really funny thing about basically he was talking to the devs going like what why why is this a prey game Mm. and they were like do you know how much it costs to <laughs> come up to one like patent a name and do you know how hard it is to come up with a name that is not patented in some way, shape or form it's <laughs> like that's why this game is called Prey that's oh, really good like, interesting
0: because yeah. we we asked the developers about that and they yeah. just said it's a really cool name yeah. but like I mean technically Bethes- so Prey was a game that came out in like 2006 exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, and the sequel was just absolutely languishing in development hell before yeah. Bethesda did pick it up the rights to it yeah it belonged to
2: not machine head that's a band someone (laughs) head human head I think and yeah. they were making a Bounty Hunter game set yeah. on a space station. Right, okay, yeah. So,
0: like, because Bethesda had the rights to it and then announced they were making, you know, yeah. a Prey game, we were like, oh, of course, cool, it's going to be a sequel. But actually, uh, the praise director, Raphael Col- Colantonio, turned around. I hate and said, the way you have
2: notes for this. I know, I know, It makes you way too I'm professional. Being, being I've just written, fesh. Mad Men,
1: watch.
0: Dad's <laughs> <laughs> oh done, like, a really day. weird, creepy eye. Is it an eye? It's like a diamond with, like, a slip pupil doodle on his sheet of paper.
1: That's a curse, is
0: is it a curse? I've
1: cursed, the running it's order, like a a and anyone listening to this is cursed. But uh, what did Raphael, Raphael say?
0: Raphael Calantonio uh, said, "There's no direct connection between yeah. the two games. Good. And actually, the link is thematic right. in the fact just that the games are both first person and they're both about aliens set on a yeah. space station. And because it's and hard to
1: patent a name. <laughs>
0: like and like, I think uh, to be honest, I think that's genuinely kind of what happened. I yeah. think Bethesda kind of cool, 'Cool, let's make a game.'" It's a really cool name. Let's get the rights to that name yeah. and like we'll play it around the same themes. Yeah. Well, it's also
2: everyone wanted Prey too. There's yeah. going to be a certain group, like probably not a massive group, but there is going to be a group of people who just buy it because it's another Absolutely, Prey yeah. Game. Like it
1: helps. They have save. that and then they have the new people as well. Yeah. Good stuff. Well done. Um...
2: <laughs> Gap's done with Gav that. Is <laughs> done with this conversation. Move on. We don't even have technically a oh. central host anymore, but he's still doing it. Wait, wait.
0: Before we move on, I want to tell the lovely people that it launches on May the 5th. On PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Because that's useful news.
2: Joe, what did you see last week while I was away? I saw Thimbleweed Park, which is the new game by Ron Gilbert and Gary Winnick, who yeah. made Maniac Mansion, and then mm. Ron Gilbert went on to make uh, The Secret of Monkey Island. Everything is good. Too. Essentially, he helped create the modern adventure game, yeah. and I met him for the second time. He yeah. remains the nicest man in the world. Do and remember also you? No, of course he didn't. Yeah. Um, the first time I met him...
1: You were long hair, though,
2: when you I met did. him the first time, so... And I was fresh-faced yeah. and thinner. Um, <laughs> the first time I met him, he um, was promoting a game called The Cave. I like The Cave. Cave's all right. Yeah. It's not great, but it's all right. Yeah. Six out of ten. Um, and I met him in a cave. And I was like, hey, I think it was my first ever interview in the industry. And I was like, hey, how's it Aww. going today? And he goes, well... I made the cave because I'm really claustrophobic and I hate caves, and they've put me in a cave, so I'm kind of pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> and that's his whole thing—is he's just like slight like, his his. Twitter name is Grumpy Gamer I think. Yeah yeah. He's literally just that the whole time. He's he's lovely but he's constantly slightly miffed about something.
1: Yeah, he like, looks he's got like whatever the male version of resting bitch face is. <laughs> like he's just constantly frowning, which <laughs> I have as well but like
0: Do you? Yeah. I've never noticed you have If
1: I'm that. walking around like people are taking photos of me like walking um, which is really creepy really? but like I look so angry they were like what's wrong what's like I had a group like of nothing. Italians
0: on the underground who were talking about me in Italian yeah. saying, thinking I didn't understand going like oh look at that girl over Humble there break. she has no <laughs> friends <I'm just> <laughs> thinking uh, oh yeah do you reckon she has any friends she looks <laughs> she looks <laughs> so sad and like the thing is I was going to King's Cross do you reckon Cross, she enjoys was, her life <laughs> I was slightly late for a train so I was like I was a tiny bit stressed yeah. and I think the combination of that and my resting bit face turned me into this monster. You in oh, no
2: way have resting bitch. No!
0: No, no, no. These people absolutely believe You look like I you're did. flying on
2: a cloud 24-7. <laughs> you look like you're always on some kind of mild drug. Yeah. And you I, say that you what don't... a horrible thing to say. Look at that girl. Do you think she has, she has any, any friends? What a <laughs>
1: strange,
2: like, what a weird judgment to immediately come yeah. to. Just like, mm, probably she doesn't have friends. She's no friends. Yeah. No
0: friends. Uh, Thimberwood
2: a... Park. Thimberwood Park is, uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, but the X-Files. It's not. Oh. He's never watched the X-Files, Sean Gilbert. It. He's a liar. He's never watched I've it. seen the trailer. He's watched at least all of the X-Files. I asked him about that because <laughs> cause the two main characters on first glance basically are <laughs> Mulder and Scully. They look exactly fucking like him. But then one right. of them's Hispanic. That's not like Mulder. Absolutely done me. And the other one is not like Scully. (laughs) Um, Her name is Sally Mully. They're called Ray and Reyes. So, Mm. Anyway, it's essentially a game in which um, a dead body turns up at the start and these two uh, FBI agents who hate each other and didn't know the other one was going to be there are forced to work together to work out what's going on. Okay. From the bit I've played... It's not a murder mystery game so much as it's like a sort of Twin Peaksy small town, right. like, what's going on in this place right. mystery. Okay. But it's a classic 80s adventure game in the sense that it's hilarious and everything is built around just making stupid jokes constantly. Right. Like, it makes fun of itself. It makes fun of Lucasfilm. Like they've got a games company in it called Mucus Phlegm. They keep taking the piss out <laughs> of... Um, He's still bitter about
1: that, isn't he? <laughs> yeah.
2: They, they keep taking the piss out of um, Sierra, who made the famous adventure games before he made them, yeah. and just saying like, no, oh, it's not like Sierra games, you could die all the time. This is a much better made adventure game. And just constantly, it's That's just good. referring to itself, making stupid jokes. Yeah. The most impressive thing about it is it plays like a modern game. It looks like those old games, but it's constantly worked out ways to streamline that process. So things as small as the obvious action on an item. If you right-click, it goes and does that. You don't have to go pick up this thing. If it thinks you should be picking this up, you just right-click it and it always works. That's good. And then it's also got this... It was made primarily by Kickstarter. Was it? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, It loves its backers so much, and they've put so much stuff in there that's just, like referencing those people so you can go to a phone book and it has a list of every single backer in it that's as good. you would expect oh, that's nice. every single backer has a phone number and you can phone that number and or like i think it's a third of them so that's like a thousand people yeah. have recorded voicemail messages for that Shit. phone number wow. and some of them like have banded together and made like little stories so you like phone one so, Ron Gilbert hasn't he- heard all of these. And I was chatting to him, and he was like, I found this one where someone said he was at someone else's house and you should phone there. So, you phone there and then there <gasps> at someone else, and it tells like that's a little story.
0: That's so cool. And that's then amazing. There's
2: this mansion with a library in it. Yeah. The library is for like literally thousands of books. Yeah. And every single one was part written by a backer. Oh my god. And there's like choose your own adventures and like little joke stories. So or you like, can actually
0: go in and pick go in. up a book and read the You can read every
2: it. single book and they're all like Why? most they're basically m- mostly like two pages at most. Yeah. But it's so Mate that's,
0: that's still good value. You're that's buying awesome. a game and yeah. getting a thousand books free. It's yeah.
2: genuinely really interesting and it's it constantly good. does this stuff. Um, so they got to make little.
1: It's really annoying we're not allowed to do any video stuff with the build that we've got. No. What the fuck? Uh, I think it's. Not finished because Ron, like Ron doesn't know anything about video because he's old. <laughs> he's like you may you, that you may talk mates. about it on the phone, but How that's rude. it. How rude! I um, know.
2: but it's kind of flying under the radar, and it mm. it seems really sad because it's a. If you like, like I got a friend who he only plays FIFA and Far Cry and stuff. Yeah. But for some reason he remembers every single. Uh, like, every single puzzle in the yeah. original Monkey Island. Like, that's just burned into his yeah, brain. Yeah, yeah, So I sat him down and got him to play this build. Cool. Don't tell anyone, it's probably illegal. And, yeah. um... And Embargo bust in. I know, right? Um, and he was just like, yeah, this is great. Like, I didn't know anyone made games like this anymore. Yeah, it? Yeah, they yeah. don't. <laughs> this is the first time since, like, the 80s, or, you know, like, yeah. early 90s that they've made a game like this. That's
1: really strange, isn't oh, it? Because, like... That's not true, but anyway. I know what you mean, but, like, it's kind of strange of, like... Because like people who like Monkey Island games, like there's a there's a big group of people who grew up playing monkey island games and then maybe didn't maybe stopped playing video games and maybe went on to something else like my dad played the monkey island games like and if i told him that there was a a monkey island game about but it's really strange like the thing that strikes me is fucking ukulele like Not in a bad way, but like ukulele, like the way that that was funded Mm. was tapping into, and perfectly so, like the people behind the ukulele Kickstarter like tapped into like that nostalgia shit. Like people going, oh, we want a 3D platformer. Like we want another Banjo Kazooie. Mm. Like the people at at Platonic, like absolutely knew that. And they tapped into it. One of the most successful (laughs) like Kickstarters there's ever been and the game looks good. And there's like gonna come out and people are gonna bum it. Like. Why, is, why isn't Ron Gilbert doing the same thing? Being like, I didn't see his Kickstarter in fairness, mm. but I would have been like, all right, I made Monkey Island games you absolutely love, give me some money. I think he kind of has. Oh, okay, right. It's just that maybe that group isn't as big. Yeah, like, maybe. maybe-
2: Nintendo 64 nostalgia is bigger than you know Commodore 64 that's pretty good well, yeah, well
1: me. done me well done but it's easier aren't they yeah banjo is easier than Monkey Island definitely that yeah definitely that but I, if you like those old school adventure
2: games you must look at it it's yeah, genuinely yeah. fun like, I very
1: rarely well. laugh at
2: at games, yeah. and I was properly laughing in front of Ron Gilbert, which is embarrassing. Yeah. And
1: uh, he was like, all yeah. right, mate, chill out. Jesus, I'm not, <laughs> fawning much. I'm not going to wink you
2: off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grumpy, all right? I'm not going to laugh with you. Um, but yeah, you, you really got to check it out. It's yeah. something special. And I think it's out quite soon, actually.
1: Outstanding. Yay. Uh, I played a little game Did you? Uh, called Normal Lost Phone. I still haven't played this. It's very good. Um, it's, Bye. <laughs> it's a phone game. Uh, on your, that you play on your phone. Um, basically, the premise is you found a phone. Right. And the game just looks like a phone's interface. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't look like a phone's interface that you or I may have. It's all hand-drawn. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So there's a really lovely style to it. Hmm. Um, so you have that. And basically, you've just got to solve wh- like what's going on in this person's life <laughs> that's had them lose their phone. Right. So it becomes clear very early on that the guy who had the phone has... Kind of gone missing. OK. Um, so basically, you're reading through messages, you're solving these little puzzles. Like at one point, you need to find the Wi Fi code um, for the general area that you're in to connect to more things. Oh, okay. So you're looking through, like, things that have been saved onto the phone mm-hmm. first. And through that, then you start to... Like, I kind of think I've worked out where it's going, story-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's generally just really good. Like, yeah. I didn't know... Like, it's just one of those, like, emails that we just got, like, from PRs and stuff. They were just like, oh, check out this thing. And I was like, just happened to be on the train. I was like, oh, yeah. I'll check this out. So it sounds... Very. We've talked about the Mister Robot game, yeah, 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 and
0: we talked about because we talked about that off the back of when I was judging the IMGAs in Kuala yeah. Lumpur. The game that we absolutely loved was yeah. and one where you picked up this phone that belonged to a missing girl, and you're yeah. in like the. It's a trope. It's not we've this seen, game, is it? It's a, it's a trope that we've seen a lot yeah. in even from um what was the name of the game Lifeline. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. from yeah, that yeah, onwards, yeah. the idea of your phone being a portal yeah. to. Another communication device. Mm. But, you know, that's an interesting mechanic in the sense of it being yeah. hand-drawn. Oh, it's lush, you know, doing- yeah.
1: It looks really good and, like, there's pictures in there and it's, it's really mysterious. But also, like, when you start the app, it plays the guy's music from his music collection. Oh, nice. um, so you listen to that's all that. Cool. I, I was um, going to say,
2: is it, like... Mr. Robot on Lifeline in that you're having to wait in real time for stuff to happen? No. Or does it, so it's instant. So it is essentially the an moment, adventure game At the moment, yeah.
1: The so I, th- I feel like, but the, the, at the moment it is, but I think stuff like that might start happening. Oh, okay. Because like when you're connected to the Wi-Fi, and also I saw something the other day that was like, you could turn off um, tones for incoming messages. Right. And I was like, it probably wouldn't have that unless I was going to start getting loads of incoming messages. I've only played, because I've only played a little bit of it, but it's right. just like, I genuinely really, really like it because I'm, saving it for every morning oh, nice. when I come to work, so I'm only playing it on the way in and stuff. That's cool. Um, yeah, because it's just a nice little thing to mm. do, and mm. I don't want to, like, burn through it, because I feel like I do that quite a lot with stuff that I really like, yeah. yep. like fucking rewatching Mad Men. <laughs> like, I started that like, two weeks ago. I'm on season five. Like, it's a, it's a absolutely obscene. It's, more, um, it's
0: nice to be playing a game on your commute, a mobile mm-hmm. game, where actually you're intrigued by the story and how it's going to unfold yeah. alongside the puzzle mechanics, because a lot of the games that we see people commuting on the yeah. train with are your candy Crushes, yeah, your, yeah, you know, yeah. Your match threes and this things. is
1: ju- and this is just reading. Um, this is literally just reading. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's like there's like got that nice thing of like reading another person's phone, like which is quite good.
2: Uh, there is something which is also
0: yeah. something deliciously naughty. Speaking, yeah, 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 speaking of
1: both of those things in one, this
2: morning on the train, uh, this guy next to me was like properly like twitching about and I was like what the fuck is going on you know sometimes you just get sat next to a nutcase
1: yeah (laughs) and it's really uncomfortable yeah yeah, I looked
2: around and it was because he was playing like a bullet hell shooter on his phone (laughs) and and then eventually he literally just went and like turned it off and I was like And started scrolling through his phone, and I was like, "Oh, he's going to look for another game. I'm going to have a cheeky look at what he does." Turns on like stocks and shares, and starts looking through Uh, all these like really high-priced shares he has. You're like,
1: "That's a shit game." Successful Andy
2: (laughs) plays bullet hell shooters. (laughs) (laughs) Marry
1: me. Yeah.
0: And Um, you're having a spring wedding.
1: Yeah, I wish. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's the only the only thing at the moment that I'm not really digging about it is. A couple of the conversations that he's having, this person's having with other people, it kind of, they feel very natural. Yeah. But there's a girl in there that he's dating and it's like he's talking to his mum. Oh, it's not written like, mm. cause like a lot of it as well, it's like he's talking to some people that are like at the beginning of their relationship. And like, I've like recently started dating someone. And I like the other day, she texted me a screenshot of like the first messages that we sent to each other. And mm. we just started talking in like December. Yeah, um, But she sent me a screenshot and she was just like, this doesn't even feel like it's us. Yeah. Like, and that at the moment, even though this guy is meant to be going out with this girl for weeks or for months, sorry, the conversation they're having feels like it's very much at the beginning of their relationship. That's a yeah. Shame. And it's not. Uh, that's not on purpose yeah. I think it's just that's, a poorly written that's the problem that's with saying, what, all of these games like yeah. there's
0: trouble with bad writing in it's not, not
1: It's not. I'm not saying it's well, a, a badly written game I'm just saying like no, that particular conversation I'd isn't say, written I'd well I'd say you know
0: yeah. dialogue is a massive part absolutely, of the game yeah. and character creation and that does fall down to bad writing and we yeah. saw it in her story In I love that game I absolutely love that game I can't game. stand it I really like it you're insane but, I absolutely can't stand of, it and you know and I, I love it because of its mechanics and it's really unique and I played it with a pen and paper and with my phone But But she
1: can't act for shit. But that's so untrue. But where it falls
0: down on, actually, I think that she's working with a script that is at times very wooden and the lines, you know, it's a classic case of uh, Destiny and um, Tyrion Lannister. What's his name?
1: Uh, God, what is his name? name? Rube Goldberg.
0: Ah, oh, this is going to really bug me. But oh, his voice acting. Jonathan.
1: Dawn
2: Bush. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? I don't know. Our U.S. news editor. Yeah. Um. No, like. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Thank God. Well done, Gavin. You saved the podcast. But yeah, Peter Dinklage was pulled off of doing the voice of Peter your. Peter Dinklage your, was
1: pulled off as he was? <gasps> hey, she gave again
0: <laughs> oh my god yeah so I yeah, think so he was pulled off and it was I can't even say stop it anymore stop it ah,
2: so he was taken off the project
0: taken off that sounds worse that awful what have we done anyway voice acting can be bad yeah. when the script is bad there you go I
1: really like the game is brilliant like, but the, like the game is intriguing mm. and I, but it's fucking two quid so it's like if you fan, think any of that sounds good have a bang on it like I'm I'm <laughs> completely into it um Something else that I'm completely into. Uh, so this is quite cool. Today, the day that we're recording, right? Mm-hmm. And this, I, I think this is... An, like, you get these bullshit anniversaries, like, all the time. It's like, it's been 27 years since this fucking came out and shit like that. This, I saw, the, I saw last year, um, and I was like, this is really good. It's the 20th anniversary of a Simpsons episode called Homer's Phobia. Right. Do you guys both know this episode? No. Oh.
0: Remind me of what happens.
1: Uh, so it's it's got John Waters as a special guest. Mm. And essentially, uh, Homer and Marge are trying to sell this um, sort of figurine uh, to get some money. And they go to this sort of like, um, it's kind of like, sort of not bric-a-brac, but it's kind of like cult toy shop. Okay. Um, to, to sell this figurine and they go in and the guy who runs the shop is John Waters who mm-hmm. plays a guy called John uh, and he's gay and so then they become friends with him Homer invites him over not realising that John is gay um, and like like homosexuality in The Simpsons before this has kind of been a little bit sort of silly. Yeah. Like with like Smithers and just like constant jokes alluding to the fact that he might be gay. Mm. Um, whereas this is like a proper like open, in, open gay person who talks about being gay. Um, and Homer has a problem with it. Right. Like uh. at the beginning of the episode. And basically Homer's problem is that he thinks um, Bart is going to grow up gay. Um, and it turns out like Homer that's, Homer does some really shitty stuff mm. like because he's homophobic doing the episode and obviously he changes it by the end of it but like it also does in a very very funny Simpsons way like actually like John ends up saving Homer's life mm. and uh John makes a really, really funny joke, which is like, uh, if, like because oh, Homer, by the end, comes around and he's just like, do you know what? You're okay. And John goes, well, if only every other gay man in America could just save someone's life, we'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, obviously ridiculous. But it's generally one of the best Simpsons episodes. Like, it's voted for far and wide as one of the best Simpsons mm. episodes. But it's the 20th anniversary of it, this Week today.
0: There are so many 20th anniversaries. Yeah. You know, we've had Resident Evil, we've had Lara Croft, Simpsons episodes, train spotting. Yeah. So. God, wait! Twenty years ago it was it's really the 90s good The nineties were fucking
1: like... brilliant. People don't remember the nineties well enough, like because <laughs> like people think the nineties was like fucking shite, like take that and stuff like that. But actually, yeah. there's some decent stuff going on. Generation X, baby. Yeah, I, I was Pepsi lo- commercials. I was looking at stuff the other day because I, I was trying to get the Americans onto an idea, which is like they should do um, a video, a video which every year, which because obviously as you're twenty, if like twenty one means so it feels like it means more. In the world, becoming 21 than it does 18. Like 18 over here is just like I don't know, but it feels like this. It feels like it's stricter mm. in America in terms of like boozing and stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah but it, it's linked. Like, it's
0: linked to alcohol. Our exactly, I mean. means, but,
1: yeah, yeah. It's all. I mean, linked to alcohol. Alcohol, but like I don't know. Like I was fucking boozing. It, fe- it feels like British people booze a lot earlier than oh, eighteen yeah, 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 than, than Americans do before How twenty-one. How old were you
0: when you first got drunk? Fourteen. Really? Yeah. How
1: mm, Probably later. I was quite no improved. way. He was getting like he was getting ports like, yeah. with his sandwich box <laughs> from the age of four. I had, a, I had a glass of wine with my school lunch. <laughs> I had a glass a little, of wine with my mackerel, and I'll hear no more about it. Sixty-eight Pinot.
0: You know, like the little uh, glasses that you get at, sometimes at like. Like yeah. really posh cinemas where it's yeah. just like a glass, but with like a foil
1: the top. Pop on a, you, put <laughs> you say really posh, a glass with foil on the top. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that not posh? We're
0: guys? not posh. We're no. Not posh.
1: Um, but yeah, I was trying to get the American guys to do a video, which is like films that are turning 21 this year, and then just have like all the scenes where people are drinking from it because it's quite a lot of stuff mm. like that. Um, but yeah, so we in, we actually interviewed John Waters last year because um, he had a book coming out. And it was Tilly who did the interview, actually. And he was like, is anything you want to wa- uh, ask him? And I was like, John Waters for me. I don't even, like, some of John Waters' films I've seen yeah. when I was at uni, they're not for me. Yeah. Like, if I think of John Waters, I immediately think of John from The Simpsons. It's yeah. one of my favorite episodes. So I was like, I went and did the, like, filmed it. Tilly was doing the questions. But, like, I was like, oh, can you ask him about The Simpsons episode? Like, it's the 20th anniversary next year. Maybe we could do a video with it. Unfortunately, I, like, because Tilly didn't know that episode. Yeah. So, like... He start, John Walls starts talking about he it. He fucked like, it, is what you're saying. I'm not saying he fucked it. And that's why like, he was fired. And that's why he was fired, yeah. But <laughs> he like, wasn't fired. He kind of, like, I would have... Like, we only had... I think we only had 25 minutes. Or I could have done 25 minutes on that episode. Like... John Wars wouldn't have liked that. I don't know. But then, that's the thing... I once saw him at the theatre. Did you? Yeah, because that's the thing. He, Tilly asks him about it. And then he basically starts describing... I put this video... I'm putting this video up, so it'll be up now, so mm. you can check it out. Um, but Tilly, he starts describing, like, just what I assumed happened when you do the voice for a cartoon. He's like, and you go in um, and they give you a script and you you read it out. And it's kind of like a radio production um, because they do the voices first and then the anime. And I was just like, uh, yeah, I just assumed that's how it would work. So wait. What's this video? (laughs) Um, So the video, then he starts talking about like because of uh, the Simpsons episode, he gets children coming up to him. Oh, I see. And like Uh... recognize him, and he's like, obviously, I look like a child molester, so (laughs) like (laughs) parents don't want children coming up to me. But Mm. because of the Simpsons, he gets it all the time. That's awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a nice little thing that I've done that that's I thought people could check very out. Very cool. I can't believe you had a feature idea a year in advance. I know. <laughs> you absolute maniac. I know. <laughs> but that's the thing, because like, that like he kinda starts talking about it and if I if I was Tilly, I'd have like pressed him a little bit more on it. Mm. Um, but like a great Obviously Tilly had more pressing things on his mind, didn't he? he probably stop mugging off ex's colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nah. Um, but what what good stuff but i tell you what's even better than that. What Stuff. What could
0: it be? Keyword
1: Countdown.
0: Keyword Countdown. Time for Keyword Countdown. It's Keyword
1: I wasn't here last week, and I've heard very good things about Boss Keyword Countdown. Mm. Um, it was fun. It was a good time. It was really fun. Really good good so time I, had by I will listen listeners. To that. But this is—we've got, we got no time for spin-offs here, guys. Because this is
0: the real deal. Who we likes it? games? We
1: are nuts deep in season two of uh, Keyword Countdown. Don't need that, Joe. I believe you're top. I didn't yeah, but only I by virtue of playing more. Only again. by virtue of playing more. Okay. So, Alicia, carry on everyone trend. else has counted on you today.
0: Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, I, oh, I'm so sorry. Because even Al's has been up since
1: Al, did, Al went up against Powers and had like an absolute, probably my favorite keyword countdown. That was an amazing one where they went up against him, it, it was just fantastic. Mm. Um, so Al's into it now as well. thing
0: is, now we've also changed the setup. Mm. rather than being sat opposite Joe. Yeah. I'm yeah, now next have... to him. But no, it's That's fine. That's good because
1: I won't be put off by Alicia fucking no, it, marking it out. It like
0: now means insane. that I can reach across. His mic is within arm's distance so I could easily take it and throw it across the room. Do you know what I
1: realise just now? And We should never do this but I realised that you can actually turn this. So if I, <gasps> someone's saying something I don't like I can turn it around and you won't be able uh, to hear uh, This is how we get <laughs> Dale's special audio effect. <laughs> Yeah. We spin the desk around.
0: We literally spin it.
1: Right, if you don't know, IMDb categorise their films by a bunch of crazy, crazy keywords. keywords. And what I've done is taken five films, ten keywords from each, and you have to guess what the film is by those keywords. That's the best I've ever done that intro. That was great. That was ever. I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it's only taken a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but finally, I know what my own fucking game is. As long as you say crazy keywords, crazy I don't care keywords. what else yeah, you say, because yeah, yeah. that's my favourite bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, five films. There's a link between them all. Okay. <clears throat> and I wrote this last night, and I don't, obviously I don't write the names of the films on the paper, so I'm hoping as I go through, I'll be able to play this game as well. <laughs> Please work that out before we start guessing. I've got
0: it. You're stroking your moustache, looking oh, slightly panicked. Oh, I've got. Yeah, hang
1: on. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. This yeah. is. I've slept since then. Oh okay. <laughs> God. Yeah. Fine. Great. Easy. Done. Right. Make it up. No, I can't! (laughs) Make sure we get 10 every time. I've I've got them. Anyway. One word title Alien. Shakespeare's The Tempest. Oh, Christ. Cartoon Dog. One word title. Scooby Doo. Raccoon. (laughs) The Raccoons.
2: The movie. Greed.
0: Pocahontas. Yes! Fuck!
2: I did not know The Tempest was there. Well done! Thank
0: God for Disney. Oh,
2: Greed. Nice
1: one. Six okay, points. Raccoon. Sweet. Outstanding. No, um, watched that film. The other things: anthropomorphic tree, <laughs> racism, mining, Native American, forbidden love. I saw what I ama- because I saw Shakespeare's The Tempest as a keyword, mm. and I was like, Oh, yeah, I guess it kind yeah. of is. So I, cl- then, but then I started reading this essay about it, and the comments underneath the essay was like, uh, No, Pocahontas is based on Pocahontas. <laughs> 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 and I was like, Yeah, yeah, it's a good point too. <laughs> Excellent. Six Classic. points. <clears throat> Second film. Pet ferret. Ugh. Obscene finger gesture. Gay slur. Oh my god. Psychopath. That sounds
2: horrible. Mm. Two word title. Oh. No, it's not the Big Lebowski. Single mother.
1: Teacher.
0: Bad teacher.
2: Coolio's video for School Gangster's
1: Paradise. Tough cop.
0: Um, it's gonna be like a comedy something, isn't it? Sixteen
1: candles. Final one. Breakfast Stop Club. Stop watch.
0: Burn its watch.
1: Pet ferret. Obscene finger gesture. Gay slur. Psychopath. Two word title.
0: Psychopath.
1: Single mother. Teacher. School.
0: Maybe it's not a comedy if it's got a psychopath. Tough
1: here. cop. Stopwatch.
0: Stop. Not a clue. This is going to really annoy me.
1: Kindergarten cop. Oh, uh, I've would not never seen it. Would never have got it. Oh, it's fucking
0: brilliant. You and Vin it's Diesel.
1: So good. It's,
0: I it's was not watching Vin Diesel. Diesel.
1: No. <laughs> Jesus it's Christ. Good. Very good. I've never very seen good. It. <laughs> okay. Film number three. Watch That's kindergarten brilliant. cop. It's I want amazing. to watch kindergarten cop with Vin Diesel. Um, <laughs> yeah. As one of the kindergartners. Yeah. Little baby boy. Uh, I once watched Kindergarten Cop with a friend of mine, like, hangover. You know, like, when you're in that really sort of weird, hangover, like, sort of strange... Silly mood. S- silly energy, yeah. We were watching Kindergarten Cop at my house, and there's a bit where... There's a lady who was in a lot of 80s and 90s films, who's, like, kind of short... Um, sort of really weird face um, but she was in a bunch of stuff as like mm. uh, uh, different characters like she was always like a principal or like a councilwoman or something like she that she looked like a figure of authority yeah, yeah 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 and there's a bit where she does this like karate move because um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger punches a guy punches a guy who's been hitting his kids right And she's oh like, yeah I remember that and she says like what did it feel like to hit that son of a bitch? And then he walks out to the office, and as he shuts the door, she shuts the door behind him. She like does this thing, yeah. and me and my friend became so obsessed uh, with that just one thing. We watched it I, like I'm not even joking for about an hour. I've done that like, before. Yeah, just watching like um, the we, sky. While well, Skybox had like A B repeat basically, and it was just like boom boom boom. I did a video about it, like a funny video about that scene as well, which uh, I'll, I'll, s- I'll send you, Joe. Um, <clears throat> Film number three: High School. Breakfast Club. Yeah.
0: No. Yes. <laughs> of all the films that are set in high school. It's literally just because I said it, it on the you last said it just one. Now, yeah,
1: he said it just now for that.
0: God's sake! I th-
1: I wondered if you would get that.
0: Well done. Jesus Christ, well Joe. Well done.
1: Never even seen it. <laughs>
0: <Have
1: you? laughs> no, oh, it's fantastic. High school, teenage rebellion. That was good. Exposed mm-hmm. underwear. Three word title. Single set production. Rage. Smoke up, Johnny. Nineteen eighties. Self acceptance. Cult film detention. Well done. I would have got it on detention. Yeah. Ten or one. That's what I would have got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and nowhere in between. Yeah. Ten six. Two films left. All to play for. Have I officially
2: Oh no, Dale's got two on the first guess. E- I want to be the first yeah. guess. A Wait, how many do you
1: got? You've added two on the first guest before, haven't you? Mm, that's my second. That's okay, fine, good. Here we go. Neo-noir. Brick. Murder.
0: Oh, Brick. oh, Sin City!
1: Computer. <laughs> Hackers. <laughs> Evidence. Eye scanning.
2: Uh, Eye scanning? Minority uh, report? Yes!
1: Uh, I'm going to have to give you on jetpack I I ice. as well 5 points to Joe there 15 points, 15 to 6 jetpack, 2 word title bandaged face, predictive policing Philip K. Dick Mm, predictive policing before (laughs) Philip K. Dick Uh, 15 to 6 to Joe, 1 film left Alicia if you get this on the first go
0: would f- Oh yeah, no. We have. You it are it you first saying first that because there's a chance that I could get it on the first? Absolutely,
1: go. it was always a chance. Um, <laughs> uh, if you get it on the first go, you will win tonight this week.
0: Okay, that's, can you take can you do a really that's, long pause after the first clue, please? That's yeah. a quick, can be a quick maths from
1: you there, Gav. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 medieval times.
0: Okay, um, your highness. Medieval times. Uh, the knight's tale. Uh Black Knight
2: with Martin Lawrence. Uh,
0: Monty Python and ano- the uh, Holy Grail. Uh, uh, what are the well, don't films keep. On? You've got to oh, uh, oh, keep oh, going. Oh no 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 no. What's the name of that Kingdom of Heaven?
1: Tournament. It's a not nice a night's and it's not a knight's tale. Hero. Tournament. Uh, it's not a nice tale.
0: <laughs> I know it's just the God
2: only
1: one that God, damn it should it.
2: be.
0: <laughs> um,
2: Tax. Oh, Sherry uh, freaking Robin Hood Prince of Thieves
1: Anthropomorphic Bear. Men in tights.
0: Anthropomorphic bear
1: friends who live together. What fucking hell? Oh, Princess Bride? Sheriff.
0: It's must be a Robin Hood film.
1: Robin Hood
2: with Russell Crowe. No,
0: Robin Hood's the Disney version?
2: Yes!
1: Oh, <laughs> hell. Anthropomorphic bear Joe. I don't know. There's Russell, Russell Crowe's not a bear. There's loads of them. All
2: bears, uh, when they 10, stand 9, up, seem anthropomorphic 5, to me.
1: Well done, Lysia. Uh, yeah. You
0: know what? I'm happy with ten points yeah, 10 on to a 15. To be
1: fair, like you should be happy losing to someone who gets it on first go. Yeah. Like you should yeah. be I happy losing fine. to me in all situations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sheriff, <laughs> archer, outlaw, Disney. That was a fantastic round of keyword countdown.
0: Well done, guys. Do you know what
1: the theme is? Dead
2: directors.
0: It's nope. Just because I know that you Disney did It's yeah. really unusual. You don't normally have Disney films.
1: This is, films. It, this
0: is uh, something to do with like, kids' movies. Uh, something to do with. It's quite hard. Run through Ooh. all of them again.
1: So we got Pocahontas. Yeah. Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Breakfast Cop. Club. Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. uh, Minority Minority Report. Report. And Robin Hood. Based on other sources? Very good. Very, very good guess. I don't know what a Kindergarten cop would be based on. I'll give you you a clue. It's um, so each, each film has a character. One of the main characters is called this name. John Robin.
0: Oh, John <laughs> Robin. <laughs>
1: There you go, Joe. John. John Kimble. I'm giving you sixteen. You get sixteen for that. It's
2: not a tumor.
1: There you go. Brilliant. Outstanding. We that got was some great. Fe- we got some feedback. We do. Go. Uh, this is from Addy Ratahali,
2: <clears throat> and Addy says, with the Nintendo Switch only weeks away from launch, EA has announced their FIFA game in the fall will in fact be FIFA 18 having previously been burnt buying FIFA 13 on Wii U finding it sluggish and a scaled- down version compared to the PS4 Xbox equivalent I am skeptical of EA's intentions for FIFA 18 on the switch their intentions yeah I however
0: intend for it to be bad
2: however the possibility of having FIFA 18 being portable does excite me and could be a new way to enjoy the series what are your thoughts now yeah, I've got thoughts Kay. because uh, they released the first know. footage of this yesterday and, Did they? yes okay it was a Japanese Nintendo switch advert right. and it has 15 Seconds of FIFA. The things that I came away with are, were: it looks right. It looks like a proper version of FIFA. Yeah, it does look worse than PS4 and Xbox One, like right. significantly. The character models look really flat compared okay. to it. And someone from Digital Foundry or something said it doesn't look like the lighting can be from Frostbite, which is what which they yeah, the yeah, yeah. engine they've moved. That to was the with big FIFA. thing. Yeah, 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 that was their huge deal. Which so essentially. It looks like exactly what I expected and what I kind of want from FIFA 18. Like, I want it to be basically the game everyone else gets, and I don't care if it's scaled back a bit just to fit on there. In terms of graphics? Yeah. I don't care how it looks because I'm going to be playing it on a tiny screen. Yeah, Like, if I get a FIFA game that I can, like, walk around, like I can beat in the office or on the train playing FIFA The Journey, that's brilliant. That's perfect, because sitting down to play FIFA at home...
1: I'm never going to do that. Didn't enjoy it that much. Like,
2: if I'm going to play a football game properly I'll play Pro Evo yeah. or nothing at all but if I want like silly just let's yeah. kick about whilst I'm on the move that seems great and good. all the signs they've given seem to point to them actually giving a shit about this this time and they haven't before and they've not given this much notice yeah. before so Addy, I think you're going to be fine basically I think it's going to be great and as long
1: as you're happy with a bit of a scaled down version Ace. Good job, Addy. Thanks Good. for writing in. Alicia, what y'all got?
0: Next up, we've got an email from Arthur White, who says, Hi, gang. Regarding the DLC question, which you talked about on last week's podcast.
1: What did you talk about? It was, uh,
0: uh, if DLC
2: comes yeah. out so soon after release, a la Resident Evil 7, yeah. uh, has it been held back, and is that all right? Dunno. Like, has it been cut out of the main game main just to be released? So doesn't. that
0: they can squeeze a little bit more money out of you. hope not, So, Arthur White says regarding the DLC question, I think the problem is this sense of entitlement that gamers often feel leads Mm. us to believe that we should get all that we can get in a game. I haven't played Resident Evil Seven, but everyone seems to love it, meaning you're getting your money's worth. Well, us plebs, not you, journos who get free stuff. (laughs) Let's
2: suppose Dale did boast about that last week. (laughs) (laughs) Not.
0: Oh no, it wasn't a boast. He was just saying he he was admitting that we have a slightly different experience. Yeah. Let's suppose Capcom had finished three pieces of DLC. DLC before the main game was even released. Why should they give it to you for nothing if the main game provides a quality and complete experience? This way you know there's value in the season pass. Anyway, love the show. Keep up the good work. Cheers. Oh.
1: Also, like people the, the thing that I always think as well is like games aren't like games aren't being done the night before they come out. Yeah. Like <laughs> like it, the DLC, people be working on the DLC probably from the start of that game, there'll probably be an entire team who are working on that DLC from the start when everyone else is working on it because they know the DLC is a part of things. Mm. So just because it's not on the disc, like, you don't know when that disc was made. No. Mm. Like, you don't know when the game went gold. So Yeah. So,
2: but what do you actually feel? Do you like that they create something to release afterwards?
1: I don't know, but because, as you say, like it's a very different thing because, like, I don't have we in a very yeah. different position where we don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Like, but and you, I kind of feel like if you did spend fifty quid on it, and then a week later there's some other stuff, and you're like, that, that is come literally on, what man. happened. You yeah. Know, and, like and that's mad.
0: I can I can completely see that, but I mean, even you know, before I worked as a games journalist and stuff, mm. and you know. And there are games that obviously we don't always get for free. Like let's remove yeah. this from the question just to yeah, objectively course. as gamers yeah. who have been gaming all our lives and experience DLC. Yeah. Like when I look at say for instance the last of us DLC, yeah. bloody loved that. And that's mm. a story I still that. it's a story that's uh, being created outside of the main campaign. I absolutely don't mind paying extra yeah. for that because I look at it and I go that doesn't make sense in the main campaign which I've experienced yeah. and loved and paid for and it's clearly had a ton of extra work put into it. Mm. Months of prep yeah. and time. I don't mind paying developers for that time to bring yeah. me something extra that I love.
2: I do like Arthur's point of does the game feel complete without the DLC? Yeah, yeah. and this is the thing I so, don't. But also, the DLC that I've
1: played of Resi, I don't think that doesn't fit into the game well, at Well, Dale raised like, a really
2: good point last week, which was the bedroom DLC. Yeah, fits within the story, like it, it accentuates the story, but it would destroy the pace of the Absolutely, main game. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I. I'm definitely on the fence here because like yeah. this week they announced Zelda's, the first ever Zelda season pass. Yeah. And whilst the second drop, like this Christmas, has an additional story and stuff, which yeah. are, I'm super excited for. And that is a way to keep me wanting to play Zelda. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, f- the first one has an extra trial and a hard mode. How much is yeah. that? And it's like, it's 18 quid for both drops.
0: And yeah, like, that's that's not
2: good. a hard mode should yeah. be in your game yeah. if you want yeah. if you're going to make Completely one agreed. that should be inside the game like yeah. and I and yeah. Zelda I, I will never play the hard mode don't get me no, wrong no, no, like no. I don't care yeah but that's an insane thing to me to to make people pay it's for I think we're, yeah. all,
0: we're all on the same page with it then that you know if it feels it's a question
2: of value it's a question yeah. of value
0: and it's a question of could. Is, is this genuinely something extra is this yeah. genuinely yeah. extra downloadable content yeah. that supplements the experience in a better way but you could play the main campaign and be
2: I, fine? I do think the timing of the resi stuff is just a bad look but also, I, don't I don't care that they've made it, it that you way why are bringing it
1: out so quickly a week well like, like, yeah.
0: you know someone else someone you know, um, did write in this week and we've not read out their email but you know they said oh you know I'm I'm okay with it because they were like it makes sense the, the Resident Evil game they're like it's fresh in my mind at the moment I've just completed the campaign I'm Itch, I'm kind of itching for more mm. and then yeah. the DLC drops and so they're very much happy with it
2: yeah um,
0: it's a
1: good point as it well. is also
2: worth pointing out like the cost of making a triple A game yeah 60 pounds like if it doesn't sell enough is not enough to cover the cost of a game no, that's yeah, why yeah. people make how much, is the, how much is the DLC uh, I actually don't know with Resi yeah, I yeah. think I it's about 20 quid for all of it for all for the season pass. Yeah, I think so. Cuz so you're is, paying that's, 80 that's, quid overall. Yeah. That's a Just lot of it's money. Lot of that money. is a
0: lot of money to spend on one game.
2: But yeah. do you want and I am not saying I know this for sure but like do you want more Resident Evil? Mm. Can, they have to make themselves financially solvent and it sounds yeah. like they have like sounds like they've done well. So yeah. that's great.
1: But I think it's, it's like, kind of mad. I've I've liked the DLC so far. I think they're missing a trick by not doing more. they could be doing more with it I think think well
2: so the thing they're doing and I won't say what it is because it's a story spoiler but they've got these two bits of supplementary like separate stuff some of it's comedy some of it's different modes some of it's like extra tapes but in I think it's a month or maybe two months they're releasing free DLC which is extra story yeah I love that. Like, yeah. the idea of going, you can pay for the stuff that doesn't necessarily fit, but if yes. you love our world, yeah. there's more there. That's pretty good. And then, here's a free extra story episode yeah, yeah, for yeah. everyone who buys the game. No, that's pretty that's good. It. I think that's quite a nice way of going about mm. it. Yeah. But then there's stuff like Ubisoft have said, for now, they're never charging for more story DLC. They're only charging for cosmetics now, which I think is mm, fantastic. Yeah. Like, that is really good. You pay f- if you love a game, you pay for the extra stuff. Yeah. Like, it, the same way we pay for things in Overwatch, although albeit not yeah, through loot boxes. Though. Yeah.
1: But, that's the thing. But if, it's the same idea. But the thing, if Overwatch was like just three like three quid for the skin that you want, I would do that. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. I, I'm surprised they haven't
2: already instituted being able to pay for the currency and I think they probably will. Yeah. Because the the Ferrari over loot boxes is getting so big now. Yeah. That I can't see them not changing at some point and saying, Look, you can buy coins. Yeah. And just have what you want. Why like, have a
1: currency? That's the thing. Like, why have a currency in there anyway? Like, if it's not going to be like you're going to be able to buy. it like, Well, exactly.
2: On, I mean, it is like... just a way of making you buy more loot boxes. Transparently,
1: yeah. like it, of all the things we love
2: about Overwatch. Yeah. That is a shitty decision. Or like, even. really unpleasant thing to do to
1: people. Or even have some kind of trading system. Yep. Yeah. Like, I think a trading system would be amazing. Yeah, yeah there really genuinely cool. have been times when like...
0: we've you know we've bought twenty loot boxes each in yeah. the office when there's been an event, and Joe's got like the skin that I. love yeah, exactly. Yeah. it happens because like, he time. Yeah. doesn't play that character. Yeah. yeah,
1: I've got like so many amazing Reaper skins. I'm just, I never play that guy. Reaper, like, I've got more skins for Reaper than anyone else. I know, it's never, weird. Can, yeah. never play. But like, yeah. but like, but like Al and um, Rory, like, and like Rory, like play as Reaper. So it's just like, I'll give you these. Yeah, like you can have them. Yeah. give me all that junk crap, bro. <laughs> all right, uh, last bit of feedback. Uh, from Darren Gutteridge and it's titled Old Women and Cinemas so we teased this at the top for for whatever reason so that'd be fucking good Darren Um, following on for the email you received last week
2: there was an old woman that grappled another old woman in a cinema Yeah, about the two old women grappling in a cinema a
0: walking stick was involved
1: (laughs) Mm. shit I can confirm that old women are the worst cinema customers out there (laughs) come on mate after working on a cinema food counter for six years. I think they know that they are untouchable because no one could get angry at someone's nan, so they push the true. boundaries.
0: That's true. <laughs> that is quite true. You, yeah.
1: If you were an old woman, you'd be a fucking nightmare, again. Untouchable. <laughs> you so weird. The best evidence I have to support this happened during a screening of Star Trek Into Darkness during the day, when OAPs could get a discount. About 20 minutes into the screen, and people started filling out as two managers ran in. I presumed it was a problem with the projector, but no sooner the screen cleared out that an elderly lady in her 70s came over and said, I want a free coffee for this. It isn't uncommon for us to give OAPs a free drink. And that does happen. Like in um picture house cinemas, mm. there's like OAP Screen ins, right? And at the front of the screen in is free tea, um, coffee, and biscuits. Oh, nice, what? like I found this. Have you I,
0: been into an OAP yeah, screening? Loads. When I went from Starting when
1: I went from like... home, like I used to go to them because, like, they let other people in as well, yeah. but they're designated OAP screenings. So when you go in, there's free tea and coffee. That's so um, nice, but yeah, you you go, they chatter
2: during films. You would have gone mental. Surely? Oh,
1: I sat next to I can't remember what film I went to see, but I sat next to this woman because it was quite full. Oh, no, I think she came and sat by me, mm. um, but it was like this old redhead lady who was like 55, and I was like, that That's is... not old, but like, she was like fifty-five. Like that, it's she's not an, an older lady. I didn't say OEP. I said she was an old woman. Did you um, specify redhead? Because that turns you on absolutely yeah like 40 okay, cool. year old redheads is like a- absolutely that's your target the perfect, market yeah <laughs> um and she had like the dirtiest smokers laugh ever it was just like it was the hottest <gasps> thing ever so, like. <laughs> anyway it isn't uncommon for us to give her a piece of free drink so i was not expecting it to end there <laughs> so i reluctantly made her one but when i returned she also said she wanted free tickets to get at the head of the curve i went in search of them in the back offices But I'm just trying to figure out why they cleared out. What? Okay, right, here we go. I couldn't find our roll of free tickets after about ten minutes, so I went back out into the foyer. The old lady got angry, but as she was telling me she was thinking of going to another cinema after this inconvenience, I looked up to see a gurney being wheeled out the screen with a cloth over it behind her. Turns out someone had died in the screen. (laughs) Letting Shit. out a death rattle and everything. And while Into I was in Darkness the op- is
2: a bad film, to be fair. And while I was in the offices <laughs>
1: looking for tickets, an ambulance turned up. The old lady then charred straight at the manager, who was clearly upset having just left the screen where a man died, and asked her for the free tickets. My manager gave it, are you kidding me, look, and so on past her. The old woman loudly declared she was never coming back here and left. Good riddance to you. Out. Keep up the good work of spreading bad cinema stories. I don't think that happened.
2: Into, but, in,
1: you don't think anything happened. Into Darkness yeah. is a film. Centered
2: around someone dying and coming back to life. Yeah, can you imagine, <laughs> imagine getting halfway through? Can
0: you imagine dying? Your last moments on Earth, a Star Trek Listening into Listening to Carl
1: Urban's southern accent. I kind of feel like if that had happened. It would have been in the news. No way! No. I know Someone dying in the middle of Star someone Trek and yes. die all over the place. Cinema. I guess they already that Anton Yeltsin died. That's the live. most. Too much death associated with this film. This the nah, that totally that's the most. That's highly. That's the most provincial news. Welsh thing you've ever <laughs> exactly. said. Someone died in a cinema. That had to be in the in news. In the news. Um, yeah, that's bad cinema stories. There we go. Yeah, so people keep that. keep sending your bad cinema stories. IGN underscore or anything else you want to send in funny stuff. We have three good emails here. One of them might be a lie, um, but. <laughs> (laughs) there we are we'll see you next week
0: (laughs) bye